May the Lord bless you. Thank you for spending time with me today and listening to the Word of God. The Word of God say, "Behold, for the former things have come to pass, and new things I will declare." I believe that today God wants to teach you new things, give you new revelation by the Holy Spirit. Remember this: God doesn't want you to stay where you are. He has a new level of victory for you. And remember this: God wants to give you new opportunities, and He can give you more power and potential to meet that opportunity. God has great things. Ready for you in the future. Therefore, keep up your faith and stir up your faith on the inside of you. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I believe that today the Holy Spirit will teach you, and your faith will rise up to be ready for the new things that God has in store for you. It's not biblical to get saved and come to be a consumer. Church, give me something. Do something for me. No, we are servant of God. Works of service, so that the body of Christ, the church, local churches, may be built up. After you get saved, the pastor trained you to be workers, to build a church, not to fight with me, not to come against me. I've trained you to build together. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, until you know God very well, the knowledge doesn't mean head knowledge, but you know God personally very well, and become mature. My heart is to see you being mature, not baby forever, <coughs> complaining, have bad attitude, bitterness, act like a baby. Manage your money like a baby. I want you to grow up in the Lord to become more mature, attaining mature to be like, by, like who? Attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So, my heart is that I want to see your guy grow up, become mature. That's why we teach different series of teaching: the honor of God. The grace of God, the love of God, all kind of theory, not just to decorate the computer that you will learn and decorate your brain. We teach all these things. We lay hand on you. We visit you. We call you for the purpose of helping you to grow, to love God more, to be used of God. Amen. We are not playing game in this church. We are serious about. Helping you to become mature Christians, because that is the will of God, and that's why I don't want to compromise any teaching on the pulpit. Can you imagine a doctor lies or hide the truth from the patient? That doctor should not practice because the patient may die. The doctor have to tell the truth and what is right to do. The same thing as a pastor need to tell you the truth. So that you will be strong, you will live a long life. You shall be blessed, and you shall be fruitful for the kingdom of God. Amen. Let me read a couple of scripture before I go into the teaching. Acts chapter twenty, verse twenty-eight. The Bible say, 
Keep watch over yourself and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which He bought with His own blood. The Bible talks about the church a lot. Like I read a while ago about King David talk about the temple. He wants to build the temple. The, the church of God is so precious. And he, Jesus said, I want to build my church. I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So if you want to please Jesus, we have only one life to live. Amen? One day we're going to enjoy eternal life in heaven. In this world, we have a mission to do. We have a job to do. We are put in this world with the knowledge of the Bible, with the anointing, with money, with strength, with a lot of good things that God gives to us so that we can finish the mission He called us to do. In this church, our mission is to build a church, not only in this city, but all over the world, wherever God opens the door. So right now, God opens a lot of doors in Thailand because I speak Thai. We have church pop up every month right now in Thailand. That's why I need to produce a lot of teaching to feed all these pastors. Thank God some of you are going to go to Thailand with me in October to help me to build a church. We work together to build a church. And God opens a door in Europe, in Switzerland, in, in Germany to help them build a church. I don't go there just for fun. I go to build a church, to train people, to train pastors, to train the church how to build it up. Amen? Because that's going to last forever. The best institution to build, to put your heart and your energy in is the institution of the church. The only institution in this planet Earth that will last for eternity. Not family. Pastor Da and I will be just brother and sister in heaven. We are not husband and wife. Not the media institution. Not the government. All this is going to be gone one day. Job institution will be gone one day. The only institution that will last for eternity is the local church. The church of Jesus all over the world, in every generation, going to be together in heaven. They will last for eternity. It's the best institution that you put energy in to build the local church. But in order to build a good local church, we need to understand what the Bible says. What is the church? There are so many aspects of the church. But today I want to talk about one which is a very serious one, and many of you may not like to hear. Let me read the scripture. But before I read, I want to say this way. I came from Buddhist belief. I was very devout Buddhist when I was growing up, and I was involved in we call animism, playing with the spirit. People cannot shoot me with a gun because I have power, magic power to protect me. I was involved in those things until one day I got saved to become a Christian. I gave up all the idols, all the magic power to follow Jesus Christ. But after I got saved, I said to God, Lord, I don't want to be 50% Christian. I don't want to be lukewarm Christian. I want to be 1,000% Christians. I want to be banana for Jesus Christ. I want to be on fire for God all the days of my life. I don't want the world to see a lukewarm Christian in my life. I want to represent you 100%. So what I mean also include, I want the Holy Spirit 1,000%. I want the Word of God 1,000%. Whatever the Bible says, 
in Germany many years ago. But now, I would do what the Word of God say. The way we walk Christian life is this way. Number one, you agree with what God say. If you don't agree, then forget about it. Nothing gonna happen. You will not do anything about it. So the first thing when you hear the word, you say, "I agree," and I will do it. Number two, because you cannot do it on your own strength, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why God sent the Holy Spirit to help you to do what the Bible say. So we don't do by our own strength anyway. We do it by the power of God. But the first step is to, in your heart, agree. I will do it. So when you study the Bible or you hear the message from the pastor or preacher, you know you should read the Bible yourself. You should check everything I say that I preach the Bible or I preach my own idea. You need to stick with the Bible. But after you read the Bible or hear the preacher say, you need to make a decision. I gonna do what the Bible say. No matter how hard it is, that's why the Bible talk about carry the cross, which means it's not easy to do what the Bible say. Ephesians chapter six verses ten to seventeen. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Everyone say armor. Paul talk about warriors. Talk about soldiers. Put on the armor of God, but he caught the armor of that generation, the Roman Empire, not today's armors, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. You see yourself as a soldier. Put on the helmet, the armor, with the sword, everything ready to fight, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, stand firm. Then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. When you read this scripture, you can see the picture of a soldier, a warrior. I admit to you, I liked the kung fu movie or the brave heart. Because every time I watch this movie, I see the bad and the good fighting, and I identify myself as a soldier to fight with the bad with the power of the Holy Spirit. I love it when every time I cast out demons because I'm fighting the warfare, get the enemy out of people's life. We have soldier mentality. We want to win the battle. Amen. First Timothy chapter six verse twelve: Fight the good fight of the faith. Everyone say fight. Who's fighting the soldier? Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you make your good confession. You need to think about eternal life. You fight on this earth. You live on this earth for a period of time, but one day you're gonna have rewards in heaven. Fight right now because in heaven you don't have to fight anymore. No more enemy. But fight right now. Second Timothy two three to four. 
You therefore must endure hardships, hardship, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. After I read these three passage of the Bible, we can see that God tried to tell the believers that the church is an army. The church is not just a family. It's not like just a temple of God. But the church is the army of God. And we are all soldiers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not just churchgoers, pew warmers, consumers, pleasing me, entertaining me, love to be entertained. We are not here to be entertained. Amen? We are here to be trained to fight the battle for yourself, for your own family, for your kids, for your husband, for your wife, for the kingdom, and for other believers. We are here to be trained. We are not playing game around here. We are serious about the kingdom of God. So, we need to look at ourselves as soldiers. Everyone say, I'm a soldier. You are enlisted by Jesus Christ. Amen? You are not just citizen working in the regular job, but you are soldiers. You are in the battle, fighting the battle for Jesus Christ. Every Christian who grow up spiritually need to see yourself as a soldier, not see yourself as just a citizen out there, just entertain yourself. You need to see yourself as a warrior, fighting the spiritual warfare. And in, to be a good soldier, how do you become a good soldier? Number one, you need to have a strict training. You need to be trained. You need to know how to fight. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 to 25, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. We train ourselves, discipline ourselves to wake up on Sunday, to come to church, to worship, discipline ourselves, train ourselves to read the Bible, listen to teaching every day, get involved in serving in the church, in the care group. We are being trained in the church. That's why we have care groups, so that you can go and get trained. That's why we make disciples. We meet you one-on-one, one-to-group, and train you, teach you the Word of God. We want you to be soldiers who are well-equipped to fight the battle. Amen? Because we don't want you to just become churchgoers. We want to train you to be the soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. Strict training. Get involved. Get trained. Get correction. You serve in different ministry. In the ministry, you train yourself. You read the book. You, you know, do whatever you do to build up your ministry to be a better soldier for Jesus Christ. Whatever you call to do, you need to study learn and grow to use your gift for the, for the kingdom of God. Not only that, when we are soldiers, we need to know who our enemies are. We don't want to kill the wrong person. You don't want to kill your own citizen or you kill your own friends. You need to kill the enemy. Who are the enemies? Matthew 12, verse 28, the Bible says, But if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, 
then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Every time demons are cast out from people, the kingdom of God comes upon people. Our enemies are demons and Satan, not brother and sister in the church. We are not enemy to each other. We are brother and sister and friends and co-workers and co-laborers. We are soldiers in the same army together. We're not going to pull our knife to stab on one another or we're not going to kill each other. We know who our enemies are. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, Be controlled and alert your enemy. The devil prowls around like a rolling lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. As soldiers, we need to know our enemies. The biggest enemy is Satan and demons or evil spirit working everywhere. You need to recognize the work of the enemies. I want to encourage you to go and listen to the CD series, the whole series that I produced about 10 years ago called Your Unseen Enemies. They talk in detail about 20 CD or 20 sermon about how demons work and how to cast them out, how to protect yourself from being demonized again. Go get that series and listen so that you, can, you will know how to fight your enemies. There is a Chinese proverb this is not in the Bible, but the Chinese proverb say, if you know your own strength and you know your enemy's strength, you can win the battle 100 times out of the 100 times. Every time you win the battle. If you know your strength and you know the strength of your enemy, you can fight the battle and win. If you don't know your own strength, you don't know the enemy's strength, you're going to lose. So we need to study and find out what kind of enemies we are fighting with. Please get that CD series to listen how to fight with the enemy. Amen? We need to know the strength of the enemy. The second enemy is your own flesh. You need to examine yourself every single day. Your flesh will work. Your flesh will come against the kingdom of God, come against the purpose of God. The flesh may say, I don't like that guy. The flesh may say, oh, they don't treat me right. I'm going to retaliate. The flesh may say, I will not forgive that person. You have bitterness and you lose your rewards because you give up. Like Esau lost the reward because he was bitter. We need to fight with our own flesh, examine. I need to examine my life every single day. What is going on in my heart? Do I have the right heart? Am I lazy? I'm giving up? Am I responsible for my job or for my ministry? So the flesh is still working today. We are living in the flesh. Amen. The third enemy is the world system. We need to know that the world system is against God's system. That's why the church has to teach the Bible, to renew our mind and know the system of God. And when we know the system or the mind of Christ, then we can differentiate what is right and what is wrong. And we will not entertain or welcome the world system into our life. Amen? Three things, Satan or evil spirit, your own flesh and the world system. As the soldier of Christ, we need to recognize the enemy. And we need to know how to handle them so that we can win the battle by the word, by faith, by the Spirit of God. Now we are soldiers. Every soldier belongs to a kingdom. I come from a country that we have kings. So we understand well about how to honor the king 
of Thailand. And we know that the king means the kingdom, and the kingdom has their soldiers. When we are the soldier, we know we belong to the kingdom. We are the soldier of the kingdom, and we work for the kingdom. Amen. What do we do as a soldier for the kingdom? Number one, protect the kingdom. We need to protect the kingdom. That's why we have the local church. Why God want to put local churches in everywhere? Because He want to protect His kids. He want to put all the kids, His kids, in the church to have the spiritual protection from the leadership. Because the devil is out there, roaring like lion, looking. The chance to devour his people, to kill his people. As soldier, we protect each other's back. We protect the kingdom of God by getting into the word, practicing the word in the church, loving one another. We are here to protect each other, not to fight with one another. When I was a young man, I loved one TV series from America. People in my generation will know very well when I mention about this movie. Some of you are young, too young to know. The movie series called Combat. How many people watched Combat before? In my generation, it's about a group of soldiers that fight in the Second World War against the Nazi. Oh, I watched that movie every week, and I saw the picture of soldier about ten or twelve of them walking into different city, and they protect each other, they fight for each other. They are not fighting each other; they're really unity, fighting together to win the battle together. Every city they went in, they try to take over the city for the alliance, and they know how to fight with the enemy. They want to protect each other, and they want to advance the kingdom or advance the territory. Matthew chapter six verse thirty-three. Thank God for this promise. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. When we live for the kingdom. The boss up there, the commander named Jesus, promises us that he will take care of our need. We will not lack anything if we are enlisted soldier of the kingdom of God. He will provide for us money, health, strength, anything that we need. Amen. I and Pastor Dar serve God in this church for almost 30 years now, 20 something years. We never lack anything. God has been taking care of us. But we seek the kingdom of God first. Everything we do, we want to seek the kingdom first. The decision is about the kingdom because we are the soldier of the kingdom. We are not here for our own benefit, for our own position, title, me, my, my. But we think about the big picture for the kingdom. It's not about me. It's not about who honor me, who like me. No, it's about the kingdom. We are soldier for the kingdom, not soldier for ourselves. Amen. The kingdom of God. Matthew 11:12. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and forceful men laid hold of it. We need to be the warrior who ready to move and fight, but we are not going out with a gun to kill people. Where is the kingdom of God? How do we expand the kingdom of God? Number one is to protect the kingdom. Number two, expand the kingdom of God. How do we expand the kingdom of God? This world is so full of the kingdom of darkness. Your friend at work, your friend at school, the worship 
idols, they don't believe in Jesus, they will not go to heaven with you. We want to expand the kingdom of God. The Bible says in Luke chapter 17, because the kingdom of God, verse 21, is within you. Where is the kingdom? The kingdom is in the heart of people. It's in the life of people. How do we expand the kingdom? By getting people saved. By helping your relatives and friends to come to know Jesus Christ. Invite Jesus Christ into their life. Get saved. It's about souls. Church, we have the job to do. Evangelize. Witness. Reach out to your friends. Tell them about Jesus Christ. Get them saved. Bring them to church so that they can be trained to be soldiers again. And keep expanding the kingdom of God. Amen? We may have different styles of evangelism. That's okay. I have one st- my style. You have your style. But we all think about souls. How are we going to get people saved? How are we going to get people coming to the kingdom? All the believers should always think, what can I do to bring more souls into the kingdom of God? Amen? Bring the backslider back to the kingdom of God. Expand the kingdom of God. Amen? Hallelujah. We need to take serious, forceful men. Take hold of it. We need to take serious about expanding the kingdom of God. And as a soldier, we have ranks and commander. Who is the greatest commander? Jesus Christ is the head commander of the whole army. And then he has sub-commanders. So he appoints somebody to be commander of each army. There are different armies in the body of Christ, different churches, different commanders. And each commander will receive from Jesus the mission to do. So we cannot compare one church to another church because they, have, they receive different calling and mission to do. But if you are called in that army, you need to support that commander because it means God called you to get involved in that mission that God gave to that army or regiment or to that group of army or group of soldiers together. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy. Not a burden for that would be of no advantage of you. I totally understand this scripture. The joy of the Lord gives you strength. When you get discouraged and depressed, you lose your joy, you become tired. In the past 30 years, anytime the devil attacked me and have something that come against me to make me lose my joy, I start to feel discouraged and want to give up, want to walk away. And I don't have strength to read the Bible, to prepare sermon. And who lose the benefit? You too. Because if I'm discouraged, you get it too. So that's why the Bible says, submit to your leaders. Encourage them. Amen? Because the more they encourage, the better your condition is going to be. 
because he will be on fire. He will have more strength to serve God and to hear the voice of God, to submit to leader. First Timothy chapter five verse seventeen: Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. God takes serious about honoring the leadership. Very serious. Miriam got into trouble because she did not honor Moses. Honoring the leadership in the army of God is serious issue in the eyes of God, because God knows very well that if the devil can kill the leader or the commander, that group of people gonna suffer. So he would do everything to shoot me in this church, to get me and Pastor Dark give up and walk away. He knows. The devil knows. So that's why we need to be like. Joshua, Caleb, we need to be like Ur and Aaron who lift up the arms of the leader, who can pray, who can intercede, who can prepare the teaching to move the army. The leaders need honor, need to be lifted up instead of being against, fighting, or doing something against the leader. Otherwise, the army is going to lose the battle. Amen. I know you may not like this teaching, but this is the truth. This is the truth. The Bible really gives us many promises that if you honor your parents, you will do well and live a long life. You need to honor your leader in your home, your dad, your mom. There are also spiritual parents that God put over your life. So when you honor your spiritual parents, you're gonna live a long life and do well as well. I admit to you, I have many spiritual parents in my life for many, many years. You notice one thing: I never say anything bad about my pastor. I always lift them up, honor them, love them. One of my pastor, he's a missionary from Kentucky, moved to. Thailand and stayed there for 30 years. He was the first man who trained me for many years, for three or four years. After they retired, went back to Kentucky. Every Father's Day, every Christmas, Mother's Day, Pastor Dan and I will send a check to them. I honor you. And they are Baptists. They're not even speaking in tongue. They don't even believe in speaking in tongue, but we honor them. You need to differentiate between different doctrines. Oh, I don't honor you anymore. You have different doctrine from me. It's about their position, their office, that they look after you. Many years ago, you, I would not be here today without them. I need to honor them because that their office for me many years ago. At one point, we were in a big organization and we have passed over us. Every time we went there, we would buy gift. We would give them money. We honor them. We love them. And today, even I am Pastor Dar still put the thumb up for this organization that they train us so well. I am today like this because of the hope of God Church trained me and I need to honor them. I never attack them. Now we don't work together because we may have a different doctrine, but at least I still honor them. You need to honor your leaders. Let me read one important scripture. Psalm 92, verse 13. Those who attend the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. 
Do I read it correctly? Did the Bible say those who attend and warm the seed of the house of God? What did the Bible say? Those who are planted, soldier, are committed. I plant myself. When you are a tree that keep pulling up, move, pulling up, move, pulling up, move, jump from church to church, you will never become flourishing. You need to root it down, build it, learn, draw the food from that house, draw all the water, plant yourself there. No matter how long it takes, you plant yourself there. You're going to be flourishing in your life. Many Christians are not thriving in their life, are not successful because they keep jumping from church to church to church, keep changing, and they never plant themselves in the local church. You may sit here every Sunday, but you never plant here because you just like to come and hang out with people. Planting is a hard attitude followed by action. It means I am committed, cold or hot, no end condition, I'm going to come. No matter what, I'm there. You can count on me. I'm faithful. I'm loyal. I'm very trustworthy, reliable. You can count on me. I'm going to be there every Sunday to serve the Lord. I'm not going to disappear unless I'm on vacation or some other emergency. You are planted. I know sometimes we have things to do and we disappear from the church. I totally understand. I disappear too because we all sometimes have vacation and visit family, go to another city. But the heart is right that I'm planted there. I'm going to take the food from that land, from that house. I want to really beg all of you. Today I'm speaking from my heart. If we're going to be in this army, let's move together in unity. Different churches have different doctrines, different beliefs. If you plant yourself in here and you don't listen to our CD or teaching at the counter there, and you keep listening to somebody else, eventually we're going to split because you and I cannot look at each other's eyes anymore. Because we don't believe in the same thing. I believe this way, you believe another way. I don't believe that we are in the millennium yet. But some of you may believe that we are in millennium. Then we cannot look at each other's eyes because we have different doctrines, different teaching. You may not believe in demons, that demon work. I believe that I can cast out demons. Then we cannot look at each other's eyes. So how are we going to be in the same army, planted there and draw the mineral, draw the water and the food from that house? so that we can move in the same direction and we can win the battle together. Roman soldier, move together. Not like, I move this way. You say, no, no, I'm going to move this way. How are you going to win the battle? We need to boom, boom. Have you ever seen Roman movie? The soldier, they have the drum. Boom, boom, boom. And they move with the shield above their head so that the arrow will not hit them. The shield in front of them and the sword. They keep moving to fight together. They are united. They fight together. They protect each other back. We have only one life to live. We don't want to waste time anymore. We have, we're going to live, live it fully for God. The Bible says, be watchful so that you will not lose the reward. I have to be watchful that I will not give up to be a soldier of God. Because you can do so many things and one day you quit. You lose all the rewards that you have done. I'm going to preach this sermon one day. I'm preparing the sermon right now. Don't lose your reward. The Bible says so many times, some of you read my email. I send the email to all the care group leaders. Endure as a soldier to the end. Soldier, endure to the end. Don't give up. Keep fighting. Keep protecting each other. Keep expanding the kingdom of God. Today, I don't give you 
watered down message. I will give you meaty message. I don't want you to be babies. I want you to grow up. Not yo 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 yo. One day on fire, another day like this. We need to be strong to fight against the enemy. We need to have faith so we can see our husband, our kids safe. Amen. We do anything to expand the kingdom of God in a godly way. Hallelujah. Thank God that we have bigger and bigger army now in our church. This is how God works in this church. He expands not locally, but He expands globally. We have so many people join us to bring the file of God everywhere in Thailand. Everywhere. Churches pop up everywhere. Testimony after testimony. People get healed from disease and they serve God now. Today I got a Skype from Switzerland this morning. So many people coming to the kingdom and they got healed, they got delivered by the file of God, by the word of God. We are expanding the kingdom. You may not see locally here, but out there, so many people are blessed by our ministry. I got in the Facebook all the time. I got saved by you. I have one Laotian woman who say to me, oh, thank God, I'm saved by your teaching. Now I'm on fire in the church. I listen to your teaching every day. You know, we are together to help me, the video team, the sound team. You are supporting me here. We're building the army together. Amen? Social mentality, warrior mentality. Don't be a consumer mentality. Fight. Everyone do like this. I don't hear your stepping that. Fighting. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone say, we are an army of God. An army of love, an army of joy, of salvation. Thank God for this church. Thank God for the word of God. Anoint me, Lord. Use me. Last thing I want to say, you need to know your weapons. We have weapons, the name of Jesus, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The word of God, the shield of faith. Amen? We have all kinds of weapons to fight. We don't fight with tanks and guns. We fight with God's weapon. The faith, the sword of spirit, the word, the spirit of God, the anointing, the shield of faith. We fight. We use those to fight against the enemy together. Amen? I want you to have more anointing so you can be more successful so that you can do more for God. I want you to have the right heart because with only good anointing is not enough. The heart is important. We, have need to, we need to have the right heart. Thankful heart, joyful heart. Amen? Father, we thank you so much for reminding your church that we are an army of God. 
May your Holy Spirit keep our heart right. Help us to be thankful for this word. I know, Lord, it's so painful to hear this truth. Sometimes, sometimes our flesh fight and feel offended. But Lord, we don't want to have offense in our life. We don't want to feel offended, but we want to repent and say, "Yes, you are right, Pastor. You speak the truth. I know you love me. That's why." You speak the truth to me, so that I will not go astray, so that I will not lose my rewards at the end. Oh, Father, help us to have the warrior mentality, to be an army that will win the battle in this generation. We want to be the generation of Joshua that will take over the promised land. We want to be like Paul and Barnabas and Titus and Silas, Lord, to be disciple of Jesus Christ, who expand the kingdom and have the faith of God, the sword of the Spirit, the holiness, the righteous plate, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. Lord, help us to run the race to the end and never give up. No matter how many times that the devil try to throw the arrow against us, try to attack us in different forms, we gotta stand in faith. We will not give up. We may fall down. We may be wounded sometime, but we gotta get up again. Together, our brother and sister are gonna pull us up and go and fight again. We will never recede and pull back, but we're gonna take over the land for you, Lord. We're gonna expand the kingdom of God together, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If today the sermon convicts you that you need to be a soldier, why don't you come out here and dedicate your life to Jesus as His soldier? He is commander. He enlists you into the army. Come here and say, "I today make a commitment to be a soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ." Hallelujah. Thank you so much for spending time with me in this message. I believe that you love Jesus, and when you love Jesus, you obey His word. And when you go out to do the word of God, He will bless you. He will go before you. His grace will be upon your life, and you will be a blessing to the nations. I pray that God will continue to shower His grace and blessing upon you and your family and your ministry, and. If you have a chance, please come by to Seattle area to visit us. May the Lord bless you more and more indeed. I will see you in the next message.